It is Christmas time and all the things, music, decorations, lights, the whole deal, minus the temperatures, right? That's a little bit different. But I love this time of year. I love all the Christmas things. I, I don't know about you, but I, I love it all. Even, even if, if it were to get really, really cold. I mean, it is Christmas time, by the way. I mean, I, I love every bit of it. My favorite time of the year, this, this time of the year, and, and I, I hope you're with me. However, I do understand and I do want to acknowledge the fact that there are others among us who do not share in the Christmas spirit. Oh, yeah, they have the spirit of Grinch inside. You know, little Scrooge, humbug kind of thing. Yeah, you, you know those kind of people. And, and if you are one of those kind of people, just kind of keep it to yourself. I'm like, ah, Christmas, music and all this. I'll tell you what you need. I'll tell you what, and I'm going to pray for you. You need sweet little baby Jesus in the manger to come and warm your tiny cold heart. Because it's Christmas. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. Big celebration. Now, listen. Okay, I, I understand. I understand. It can be really hectic. It's a very hectic time of year, right? And that's probably maybe what's behind this whole aversion to the Christmas celebration thing, maybe for a lot of people. It, it's, it's a lot. There's so much. The, the, the stuff, the, the money, spending, gifts, the schedule. You got to be here. You got to be there. You got to be here. You got to be there. Like, and, and what time? What time does your mom say we need to be where? And then we got to be where? Your great aunt, second cousin, twice removed. What they're expecting us to be? Yeah. And then, and then, how are we going to get the kids? And then the kids are going to be exhausted. Who cares about the kids? This is Christmas. You know, like kind of thing. It's all over the place. How many Christmases can one family have? Right? Like, oh. And then there's the people side of it because there's expectations. And there's always somebody in a family that's keeping score. You were at their side of the family 23 minutes more than you were at our side of the family. I thought you loved me. You know, all that. And then that, isn't that a blessing? Doesn't that just make it a whole lot more warm and fuzzy? You know, all of that. Right. And so maybe that's why we're just over it. Maybe that's why you're like, I, I, I just don't. I just can't. In fact, I had actually someone tell me last week, a church-going, God-fearing person, say, I can't wait till the new year. I can't wait till this whole thing is over. And I'm like, what? Like, get it. Yeah, it, it is a lot. And it, it can be exhausting. And I, and I think that kind of gets us to the heart of, of why we need this series. We live in a very complex world. Very complex world, don't we? As a part of that, Christmas has joined in the complexity. And now Christmas is complex. But more specifically, what we have done to Christmas, how we have responded, and how we celebrate Christmas has become very complex. And, and it's almost too much. And if we're not careful, what happens is, is that complexity begins to drown out what Christmas is all about. The complexity that we have chosen, the complexity that sneaks up on us without even us understanding or realizing or being aware that it's happened to us, it begins to drown out what Christmas is all about. And then we're after Christmas now in that 
in between week, between Christmas and New Year's, where we're not quite sure what day it is and what we're supposed to be doing and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and you're like, what was that? It's over. And now we're taking the Christmas decorations. It just flew by. And you're into the new year. And you realize, man, we, just, we didn't hardly even take time to really focus and soak up what this is really all about. And I believe what we need because of the complexity of the world and Christmas and how it drowns out what Christmas is all about. What we need is unrushed Christmas. Wouldn't that be nice? Uncluttered, a decluttered Christmas. Wouldn't that be great? An uncomplicated celebration. We need a more simple approach to Christmas because interestingly enough, Christmas is very, very simple as we will see in this series. It is very, very simple. And so a simple approach to something that is meant to be simple to begin with just makes sense. And I, I believe we crave it. I at least know I do. I think we all want a more meaningful way to celebrate Christmas. And that's why we're doing this series. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't we all welcome a more meaningful Christmas celebration experience? We want to help you simplify your Christmas. And we can't do nothing about the expectations your mom has on you. Okay, we can't help you with that. You're going to be all over the place. and That's for you all to work out and talk amongst yourselves. However, we can help simplify an approach and give you a perspective and help point you in the right direction so that we can simply experience Christmas as it was simply meant to be experienced. It's very simple, very simple. And that's what's so awesome about it. And today we're going to start the series by talking about how Christmas is really about a very, very simple plan. Very simple plan. I, and I think it's just so, so right there in our face that we miss it. We'll get there. But before we dive into this simple plan, let me clarify the word simple. Simple doesn't mean easy. Simple almost never actually means easy. Simple things are often very, very challenging, can be very hard to pull off. Often the things that you look at and look simple, behind the scenes, someone has gone to a lot of trouble, and there's a lot of detail behind the scenes you don't see and you don't know about for the things that come across as very, very simple, things that are experienced simply. And so when you hear the word simple, don't think simplistic. Don't think um, soft. Don't think shallow. Just think simple. Simple to understand. Simple to get your hands around, your mind around. Simple. Simple does not mean easy. And Christmas is all about a very, very simple plan. And here it is. Christmas is simply about God coming to save the world through Jesus. That's it. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. I'm just kidding about that. Sit down. No, I mean, really. It, it, it's this simple. Christmas is simply about, this is the plan. It's simply about God coming to save the world through Jesus. Now, you're sitting there, some of you, and you're going, I know that. I already know that. I mean, tell me something I don't know. Come on, tell me. I, I, came, I came here for that. I came here for that. I could have got that on a Christmas card. Really? Yeah. Okay, do you? Do you know that? Or has that simple message gotten drowned out already with the complexity of this past week? And we're just into the first week of Christmas celebration. I mean, Black Friday is still smoldering. It hadn't been that long ago. And Cyber Monday, 
I mean, you'll be, that's right there. So we're just now into this, and maybe it's already gotten drowned out. It's so simple, you'll miss it. This is so simple, people miss it because they think there's got to be more to it. There's got to be more to it than that. It's so simple, not only will people miss it, some people will outright reject it because it's so simple. Crazy that people would reject something because that's too simple. That can't be right because I understand it. (laughs) There's got to be more to it. No, 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 no. Simple doesn't mean easy. It just means simple. And yet, at the same time, this very simple plan, God came to save the world through Jesus. By the way, I'm going to say that so many times, you should know it by the, by the time we're done. God came to save the world through Jesus. That's what it is. Simple. That's it. This, this is so simple, and yet at the same time, it is so profound. So profound. It has baffled the minds of philosophers for millennia. And scholars and theologians have dedicated their lives trying to fully unpack The power of this simple plan. God came to save the world through Jesus. If you go back to the story in your mind, and even if you're new to church, you're probably familiar with this part of the story. Joseph marries soon-to-be husband back in the story, the manger scene story. Joseph was really struggling really struggling with the complexity, with the fact that Mary was pregnant and he knew he wasn't the father, and they're engaged. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a complex situation in any century, but in the first century, I mean, that is even more complex. I mean, some people may look at that nowadays and go, oh, well, it's just the way of the world, it's just the way it is, you know, it happens, kind of thing. You, you know what causes that? You know, yes, we do. Thank you. But see, back then in the first century, Joseph's like, I know what causes that, and that ain't happened. I'm not the father. And so Joseph is struggling with the complexity of whether or not to marry Mary. God simplified it, (laughs) oddly enough, with a very simple thing, a dream. We had dreams all the time. And an angel came to Joseph in his dream and simplified it for him. He said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Go ahead and marry Mary. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Again, remember the behind-the-scenes details that you're like, whoo, this doesn't mean easy because this is not easy. This is a very challenging, hard thing, okay? And she will have a son, he's simplifying, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Basically, the angel said to Joseph, Joseph, it's all right, bud. It's all right, man. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead and marry Mary because God's doing this. This is God's doing God's behind this whole thing, man. Okay, there's a lot here. You're not going to understand it all. You're not going to fully be able to unpack it all, but go ahead. Take the next step. Go ahead. Marry her. Go through with the engagement. Okay, Joseph was a nice guy. He was already planning on kind of helping Mary move on, and he could move on and kind of keep it on the down low. He's like, no, 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 no. Embrace it. Embrace it. As crazy as it may seem, this is God's doing. Here's the deal, Joseph. That baby is the Savior, and God is sending that baby to save the world. That's it. God's coming to save the world through Jesus. And by the way, Jesus' name literally means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. It's all baked in. All of the ingredients right there. And it's very simple. Very simple. God came to save the world through Jesus. And that's what the angel was trying to communicate to Joseph. And so Joseph did. Prophecies for hundreds of years predicted this. God sent messengers to his people for hundreds of years 
to predict this, and now it's happening. Now God in flesh and bone and blood and skin and ears and nose and eyes and lips and language and feet and hands is now on planet earth through Jesus. Let me simplify it further. God came to save the world through Jesus. Or maybe think about it like this. The world is a mess. Is that simple enough? Yep. The world is a mess. Not only is it a mess now, it, it was a mess in the first century. The world is a mess. And the God who created the world came in person to deal with the mess. That's what Christmas is about. That's it. God came to save the world through Jesus. The world's a mess. And the God who created the world came in person, didn't send somebody else. He came himself. I'm going to do this myself. He came in person to deal with the mess to Jesus. And that has always been what it's been about. That's what it's about. It's the way it's always been, and it's always going to be about that. That's what Christmas is about, period. It's that simple, and it's so simple, you might miss it. And it's so simple, if you're not careful, the complexity of all the things will drown that out. You will lose it. It will, it will kind of slip away through your fingers, and, and you'll be on the other side of it going, oh, I missed that great opportunity to celebrate the simplicity of this. With myself, and with my family, with my children, God came to save the world through Jesus. And, and here's the deal. The scope of this, the reach of this, Simple plan, simple mission, the scope of it, the reach of it, the, the magnificent application of it is what makes it so controversial and what makes it so amazing. It, it made it controversial in the first century and it still makes it controversial today. The, the scope of this. I mean, who, who is included in this? Very, very simple plan. Let me, let me show you what I'm talking about. You remember that moment when the angels came to the shepherds? Remember that part of the story? The shepherds were in their field, you know, just doing their thing. But you know, just sheep, just another night, no big deal. And it, it, they weren't expecting what was what was getting ready to happen was going to be extra on their agenda. Didn't see it coming. And so they're minding their own business, doing their shepherd sheeping thing, and then the angel, the angel came, and then there's a lot of angels. And, and they're making a, this big announcement, and there's music, there's singing, there's what? What? This is all a lot. But this is what the angel said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Talking about a simple message. Hey, hey, shepherds, here's the deal. The Savior has come, he's here, he's now, he's in Bethlehem, and you guys get to go welcome him. That's it, the Savior's here. You know, you've heard about that since kids. The Savior, he's here. And, and you guys are the welcoming committee. You guys get to go do this. The, the Savior. And this is for all people. The scope of this, the reach of this. All people? I mean, like all, all people? Yeah, all people. Uh, sometime you ought to do this. I, I suggest this, and I, I've shared this before. This is so important to come back to, though. Sometime if you want to do like a deep study, like a deep, people like deep stuff. You want deep stuff? Do a deep study into the word all in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, which were the original languages that the scriptures were written in. 
Hebrew, Aramaic, and Koine Greek. Do a deep dive into the Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic words for all, and this is what you will discover. You know what, those, you know what the word all means? This is fascinating. It means all. <laughs> so why do you do that? Because people try to make this more complicated. It's really simple. All means all, and that's all all means. All means all, and that's all all will ever mean. All means all. This was a major shift in the thinking in the first century, which means that this thing, the Savior, this thing, this good news, this is, this is for everybody. Everybody's invited to the party. Come on, come on, everybody gets in on this. Everybody gets to be a part. They want to be a part, and you can be a part. Everybody's included. Everybody gets the invitation, not just one nation. Not even just the one nation of Israel. It was never ultimately about one nation. Now, it started with one nation, because it's got to start somewhere. It started with the people of Israel, but it was never meant to just stay in Jerusalem, never meant to stay just with the people of Israel. So it's not about one nation, and that was very controversial. If you were an Israelite back in the first century, you're like, what? Who said they could come? Who said they could come? They, had, they don't do our traditions and rituals. Who said they could come? They're not circumcised. Who said they could come? They don't know Moses, and they don't know the law and the prophets. Who said they? I love the song that we just sang a few minutes ago, to fulfill the law and the prophets. To a virgin named Mary, Jesus came. In other words, we've done that now. Now, God is coming to save the world through Jesus. It's just fantastic, the scope and the reach of this, because it applies to all people. Not just one nation, not just one group, not even a, one religious group which really frustrated the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders of the first century, and it still frustrates a lot of church people. What do you mean? What do you mean it's not just us? You, you mean everybody gets to be in on this if they want? Yes. It's not for one race. It's not for one socioeconomic group. It's not just for one political party. It's for all. All, yes, even them. Who's them? Everybody's got a them. You think of your them. Everybody has a different them. And so you think of the them for you, even them, all people. A major shift in our thinking both then and now. I'm telling you what, I wish I had time to get into this. We'll get into it another time. But the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is going to be the most diverse thing you've ever been a part of, ever, ever. In fact, in fact, when we're in the kingdom of God and, and, and Jesus has returned and he sets up his kingdom, you're going to be shocked who's there. You're going to be shocked. You're going to go, oh, he made it. What's she doing here? Yeah. And here's the kicker. Somebody's probably going to look at you thinking the same thing. Yeah, all, all people are invited. All people are welcome. Now, the sad truth is not all people want to come. Not all people will take him up on this invitation, which is mind-boggling to me why anyone would want to not be a part of this. The God came to save the world through Jesus and all. It's open to all. Does it get any more simple than all? Who can come? All. Anyone. Everyone. Anybody who wants to can come. It doesn't get any more simple than that. And that simple mission, that God came to save the world through Jesus, and that applies to all people, that connects everything connects everything. It takes the manger, 
in Bethlehem, the sweet little baby Jesus, and connects that to Jesus' life and ministry, which also connects to Jesus' death on the cross, and then Jesus' resurrection from the dead, the empty tomb. It's all connected with that simple mission. God came to save the world through Jesus. I mean, without the cross and the empty tomb, then what happened at the manger is just a very odd birth. It's a very interesting way to get a baby onto the planet. But then, when you look at the cross, you go, oh, that was, that was about this. And then you see the resurrection of Jesus, and you go, what? What? It all just seamlessly is tied together. God did come to save the world through Jesus. And Jesus is alive and well. And he is our Savior. And it is open and applies to all people. Never lose sight, guys. Never lose sight of this very simple, this very simple plan. Never lose sight of it. You think you know it, and maybe you know it information. Maybe you know it factually. Maybe you know it in terms of you could write it down or say it, but know it experientially. Tap yourself on the shoulder through this Christmas celebration and remind yourself, this is what this is all about. Now, all the other things are fine and fun, and they have their place, but they need to be taken in context of this bigger story. All the other things, I mean, the great, the music and the lights and the traditions and all this stuff, yeah, this simple plan actually brings all of that into focus, brings all of the Christmas celebration into focus. Here, hear me well. Don't be the kind of Christian, and at the summit, we're not going to be the kind of church, so, so don't make us look bad. Don't be the kind of Christian that goes out there and rejects the culture's celebration of all of this, because they don't know. They don't know what this is all about. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, and you look so happy. <laughs> right? But they didn't say Merry Christmas. They said Happy Holidays. If I hear that one more time, can you, okay, my soapbox. I am so sick and tired. Of hearing that, they said happy holidays, they didn't say Christmas. Really? Is that what you're going to, is that, is that going to be your stick? Right? You remember the thing back a few years at Starbucks cups? Yeah, now are just now red. They're just red. You're still drinking the stuff. It didn't bother you too bad. Right? Get over all of that. Let's not be those kinds of people. Here's why. It's a very simple plan. God came to save the world through Jesus. And the whole world is celebrating this, whether they realize it or not. <laughs> Isn't it genius? I mean, think about it. Even if they don't fully get it, they're decorating. They're, they're TV specials and parties and everything from the North Pole to the South, from Russia to West Virginia. I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. They're celebrating this, and you know what it's about? You know what it's all about, even if they don't realize it's all about it? And the idea is, oh, don't we want the world to realize it? Don't we want the world to know? Don't we want them to know that behind the scenes, what's really going on is that God came to save the world through Jesus. That's what this whole thing is about. So join in. Just join in. Don't be a Scrooge. Don't be a curmudgeon. Don't be a that rah, 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 rah. Don't do it. Just get involved and just celebrate, even with people who don't know what they're celebrating. Just celebrate it. Just celebrate isn't that a much better way? You talk about bringing a focus that centers the whole thing. The whole thing. Uh, it, it's, really, it's really easy for us, because the world is a mess, to look around and go, oh, can I just, can, we, can, we, can, can this be over now? 
Can we, like, Jesus, come back. Just Jesus, come get us, right? I hear people talk about that a lot, and that's not a bad thing to want, and, and there's actually parts of Scripture that, that talk about that longing, you know, for God to come back and uh, Jesus to come back and set the world right. And we talked about this in our Kingdom Come series back a few months ago, how there will come a day when Jesus will return and he will set the world right. He will restore things back to the original factory default setting that God created the world, and even beyond that, and even better. Um, but that day has not come yet. That it's coming, but it's not there yet. But I, I'm just kind of over. I think we should be done with this whole thing of just come get us now. Oh, Jesus, please, it's awful. Because what that does, that allows us to kind of tap out and stop participating in what is. Because we're just thinking of getting out, right? And, and so we're not focused on being in while we're here. One day he will come, but let's not lose sight of the fact that he already has to save the world. That's exactly what he did. And he gave his life for you and for me and for this world, this messed up world. And he rose again to seal the deal. And that brings life change to me and you and anyone and all who want to come to it and all who want to receive it and all who want to get in on it. Let's just stay focused on the fact that he's already come the first time. And stop wishing this opportunity away. <laughs> the day will come when he will return and boy, won't that be a great day. And he'll set it all right. But, it, but, but when that happens, I want to be found faithful with the moments that I had here, living in the reality of his first coming. That's what Christmas is about. God came to save the world through Jesus, and that's exactly what he's doing. And he wants you and I to come to the party. He wants you and I to receive that and help him and participate in this world-saving mission. Yeah, that's what Christmas is about. In fact, it makes me think of one other thing. The other day I was reflecting on this, and I thought of John 3.16. You know John 3.16. Even if you're not a church-going person, you're at least familiar with that, with that you know, John 3, colon, 16. It was made famous back in the, I think it was probably the 80s, uh, mid-80s to early 90s, there was this guy. It started with one guy, and then there was a bunch of them. They were the, you know, the big multicolored wigs kind of things at, at, the, at the ball games. And they would hold up signs. Remember that? Do you guys remember that? John 3.16? It's amazing. Amazing how many times the camera would focus on that. Right? It was like one of those, like, they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> right? They have no idea how politically incorrect they're being right now. John 3.16 is like in so many shots, you're watching football and basketball game, especially the football season. It's everywhere. John 3.16, it's, it's one of the most loved passages of Scripture, one of the most famous things Jesus ever said. Do you know why I think we love it so much? Because it is so stinking simple. It summarizes the whole thing. Okay, think Christmas. God came to save the world through Jesus. And let's look at it. For God so loved. That's the Why? Is there a more simple motivator than love? More pure? No. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's it. God came to save the world through Jesus. That's it all over again. So that whoever believes, is there, is there a more simple response to anything than to believe it? I, there's, to me, there's, there's not a more simple way to respond to something. I believe that. I hear it and I believe it. I receive it. I believe it. I'm trusting in it. I'm putting my faith in it. That's so simple. Anyone who believes in him shall 
Not perish, but have eternal life. Live now and forever. Eternal life is not something that just happens when you're dead. Eternal life begins now through Jesus, through faith in Jesus. And everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. The most simple motivator and the most simple response. Over the last years, I've noticed more and more people decorating around the holidays, around Christmas. See, I did it. I said holidays instead of Christmas. I see more and more people decorating with the words of Christmas, like, like joy. Like you can drive by people's lawns and the word joy in lights. I think it's awesome. Uh, sometimes they put it uh, on T-shirts. You know, you'll, you'll see people wearing sweatshirts. They just say joy, and it's all blinged out and sparkly and all that good stuff. Uh, another one is peace. You seen that one? Isn't that great? I love that one. Give is another one. Uh, that's great. Love, classic. Love that. But here's one that to me has, has gained in popularity over the last probably 10 to 15 years. And as a kid, I don't really remember seeing it all that much. But growing into adulthood, I, I see it more and more now. And it's the word believe. You, you, you see that? Right? Believe. 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 Now, here's the deal. I know the why behind that, and you know the why behind that, probably culturally speaking. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I would suggest that, that we come back to the original belief and why believe is the perfect word for a response to Christmas before what it has become, which is all part of the tradition and fun and, and, and just fun. And you're going to have fun with all of that, and that, that's great. But believe is not just a Santa thing. It predates him. I want you to soak that in. It, it predates him. In fact, I, do, do a history search. Do this with your kids. You ought to do this with your kids. It would add a, a great, a great um, perspective for, for your celebration. St. Nick was a real guy. He was a real guy. And he, and he loved Jesus very much. And, and, and he treated people with such love and kindness and respect. So that's where the whole thing got rolling. And so he, he was transformed by the belief that predated his namesake, St. Nick. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. So that whoever, wait, here's that Christmas word, believes. Believes. Receives. Puts their faith in, in Jesus. That God came to save the world through Jesus Right? So I'm asking you, and it's available to all people, I ask you to consider this Christmas. Do you believe? I mean, do you believe like in the real-time believe, the believe that predates the believe, the cultural believe, you know, go back to the first century believe. Do you that kind of believe? Do you believe that God came to save the world through Jesus, and he came to save you in your world through Jesus? And it's open to all people, even people, and aren't you glad, people like you too. Believe. Maybe for the first time, this is kind of, you find yourself going, is it that? Is that easy? No, no one said anything about it being easy. It cost Jesus his life. Nothing easy about that. But it is that simple. It is that simple. Oh, there's got to be more to it. Oh, there's so much more to it behind the scenes. Remember, things that appear simple actually are very, very layered and detailed behind the scenes. And there's so many details behind the scenes. But for me and you, 
It's very simple. Do you believe? Are you trusting in Jesus? Because that's what Christmas is about. And it would be a shame. It'd be a shame to do all the things, the music and the lights and the decoration and the gifts. It'd be a shame to do all of that and miss. <laughs> and miss what, it's very simple, what this whole thing is about to begin with. So I invite you. I invite you to believe. Right where you are, right where you're watching, believe. Trust. Put your faith in Jesus. Because God came to save the world through him. And then, then he enlists us to join him with how we live our lives in his world-saving mission to point people back to Jesus. And so I invite you, understanding that he welcomes all of you. Don't stiff-arm that. Receive it, embrace it, and join him. Trust him and follow him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the power, the life-changing power of this very, very simple message. And may we believe and embrace the bigger picture of all the music and the lights and the decorations and all the stuff. Help us to join in with the celebration and celebrate even with people who may not even know what they're celebrating. But use that as an opportunity to just point more and more people to the real reason we have anything to celebrate. And that is this very, very simple plan. That you came to save the world through Jesus. And it's open to all people. Help us to not lose this in the complexity. And help us to not overcomplicate it. Help us to let it be simple and pure. And may we just simply believe trust you, and then follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.